In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the very latest about Nick Backstrom. When can we expect him to return and what is the status of his injury? Let's talk about Nick next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, hit the thumbs up button. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are talking about the very latest on Nick Backstrom. As we know, he had that hip resurfacing procedure done uh, this uh, few months ago here. And what is the latest on him? Uh, the Washington Capitals went out and picked up Dylan Strom to fill the role while he while he is gone. But what is the long-term plans? When can we expect to see Nick in back in the lineup? I know that you know Nick is not an easy guy to replace. It's not like you can just plug and play him with anyone. But I got to give Brian McClellan A-plus marks for going out there and picking up Dylan Strom, you know, a big-name center out there that the Washington Capitals can use in Nick Backstrom's absence. Um, But, you know, I got to be honest with you, the outlook for Nick Backstrom's injury is not the greatest. And uh, as I'll talk about later in the show, it does seem like his recovery uh, is going along rather smoothly. But how is that going to translate about playing in, you know, the rigors of playing in the National Hockey League where you're getting checked against the board and when you're skating up and down the ice at full speed? That's where the rubber meets the road with that injury. And I know, you know, when you take a look at his injury, we got to kind of look past his hockey career and worry about Nick, the player and, you know, the person, right? Who is Nick going to be when he's not a hockey player? How is his everyday life going to be? I know that, uh, you know, like I say, he's getting around well, it seems like, in his everyday life. But putting him on the ice um, is really going to put him to the test. And I guess the question for Nick is, is what is more important, um, your life after hockey or your ability to want to come back and play for the Capitals um, and play for, you know, several more seasons ostensibly? So. I guess those are some questions that Nick is going to have to answer for himself. Uh, They're not really easy uh, questions to answer. You know, if I was in his position, I'd be thinking, you know, I went through this huge procedure. Do I really want to risk it going back and getting injured again? Um, You know, because uh, the road to recovery for his procedure um, is rather long. And uh, I hope that, you know, nothing for the best from him, but the latest on him, this story in Washington hockey. Now they talk about over the years, Washington Capitals forward Nick Backstrom had been dealing with ongoing hip issues and complications. And it got to the point where it affected him both on and off the ice. And that's the part where it's really tough because a lot of these hockey players, they struggle 
um, when they're on the ice. But then, you know, once they go home, they're fine. You know, it, it was an injury that's only um, irritated when they're playing hockey. But this particular injury uh, is a, is the type of injury that is difficult and it's something that affects his day to day life. And that's when things can get to be really difficult is, you know, that when you put the skates away for the year and it's the summertime for hockey players, they want to go on vacation and relax. And in his case, you know, spend some time with his um, wife and his children. Um, but when that starts to interfere with that, that's when it, um, it can get to be really tough. In an interview he did here, Backstrom opened up about his struggles with his hip, saying the pain was debilitating to the point where he struggled with daily life. Uh, this was in the Magnus Nystrom um, article here. It was difficult to, to describe the feeling. I had difficulty walking. It was hard to put on my socks and tie my shoes, Backstrom told Nystrom. I couldn't even play with the kids. It's no fun walking around in pain. Even skating has been a little easier than walking. You know, that's kind of the sad moment for him is that, you know, his children are younger out there and he wants to spend time with them as they get older. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about here is he really has to kind of evaluate his life. I know, you know, part of being a hockey player and a professional athlete is just to is, is a bit of pride. You know, I want to do the best. I want to 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 get back and I want to leave on my own terms. You know, a lot of times, you know, these players, they don't want to leave based on injury. And I don't think that Nick Backstrom is any um, exception there. I don't think that he wants to have his career dictated by this injury, but you know, that's something that he's going to have to look internally and, you know, maybe talk about with his wife, you know, and just, and just think about, you know, is this the right thing for me? The 34 year old originally underwent hip surgery back in 2015, but had been dealing with chronic hip pain for years. He'd missed the start of the 21, 22 campaign to continue rehabilitating the injury. And after skating on his own and getting some drills in, he returned for 47 games, dishing six goals on 25 assists. However, despite six points and six playoff games, his hips started to grind down again and during the postseason, leading him to consider other options and admit that the hip was never going to be at 100% going forward. And if you watched Nick play uh, this last season, I mean, he is a guy that plays at a top level all the time. But you could kind of notice out there that he wasn't quite the Nick Backstrom that we had seen in years before. Um, you know, he was lacking a little bit uh, in the speed department going up and down the ice. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that that's why he was kind of put into a position where he's like, you know, I've, I can't put this off any farther. I've got to address this situation my hip situation, you know, it's getting to the point where it's affecting my play. It's getting to the point where it's affecting my personal life. I can't even tie my shoes or pull my socks up. You know, that gets to the point in your life where you're like, you know, that's a come to Jesus moment where you're like, what is going on here? Um, and, you know, like I say, the, the book on it is not the greatest, the recovery, but, you know, I like to think that, you know, I talked about some of those injuries that those players uh, had faced and uh, they weren't able to come back, but those were years ago. Maybe there has been success uh, in that type of uh, procedure, the hip resurfacing procedure. And I, I really hope there is because, um, you know, we really need Nick back on the ice. It wasn't a good attempt. I missed the mobility. It hurt when I pushed and I lost both speed and balance, Backstrom told uh, Nystrom. Following a lengthy decision-making process, Backstrom chose to undergo hip resurfacing surgery in June. The procedure leads to a better quality of life, but has ended the sports career of quite a few athletes, including Ryan Kessler. He has a lengthy re rehabilitation and recovery ahead of him, and there's no timetable on if or when he will return. However, he said since the procedure, he is feeling much better and can function. 
He also got married this summer and feels he has been able to play with his kids and live life again to the fullest. And, uh, you know, when you take a look at someone like Nick, you're like, he's such a, a young guy. He can't think about retirement, but you got to think of this in terms of a professional athlete where they're paid millions of dollars. Um, you know, far more than most anyone that's listening to this podcast will probably make in their life. Um, there might be some rare exceptions out there, but you know, so they can go out there and they can, they can live their good life and then they can retire, you know, in their late thirties, uh, mid thirties, whatever the case may be, and go on to live a really good life because they have all that money and they've, you know, they have that to push them forward through the rest of their life and, and probably for their kid's life as well. So, you know, that's what, what I'm saying. It boils down to pride ultimately with a lot of these athletes because they don't need to play. But, you know, like I said, like I was saying earlier, they don't want to let uh, the injury um, dictate um, how or when uh, they're going to end up playing because we just really hope uh, that Nick is able to make that recovery. And even beyond the Capitals, even beyond his hockey playing days, I want him to be a guy that can, you know, live his day to day life after hockey, enjoy it with his children, his wife, whatever he chooses to do. And, uh, you know, not just get hung up on the hockey aspect of it. All right. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Nick Backstrom. When can we uh, plan on him coming back? When can we see him on the ice? And will he even return next year at all? We'll talk about Nick next. So you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. It's okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You, your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while they're under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. If you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over. And guys, in this day-to-day life, you know, there's Uber, there's Lyft, there's taxis out there. There is absolutely no reason why you should be drunk driving or even buzz driving. You know, do the right thing. It could save a life. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about Nick Backstrom and his long road to recovery, and when can we expect to see him back? Do we even really know? Um, it's hard to say at times, you know, when we t- take a look at the injury and and if he's even going to be able to come back, there's some tough questions. As for hockey, he isn't ready to give up and doesn't want to think about having to hang up the skates and he'll see how the surgery holds up down the road. It is absolutely incredible what you can do. I am optimistic for the first time in years, Backstrom told Nystrom. Backstrom has three years left on the extension he signed at the end of 2018 and carries an AAV of 92 5 million. He remains on the long-term injured reserve for the Capitals. However, general manager Brian McClellan said this summer the Swede plans to return at some point. 
Through 1,058 NHL games with Washington, Backstrom has racked up 1,011 points, good for second among all franchise players. He is also the Capitals' all-time leader in assists at 747. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. When you take a look at him, he is a bit of a four-leaf clover. You know, it's not like you can just plug him in with anyone. And, um, you know, I just, I, I'm really optimistic for him as well. I do hope that he is going to be able to to find a rollback on this team. And, um, you know, this was an article here in Nova Caps um, where he is talking about it. And he says, hockey has been my life and I don't want to think it will end one day. But after another operation, it feels good for the first time in years Uh, Backstrom admitted he's been pretty lucky with regards to injuries over the course of 15 seasons. And if you take a look at Nick Backstrom's career, he is not a guy that has spent a lot of time on the injured list. He is a guy that, you know, plays most every game and plays a really great job. And, you know, he leads the team in assists and all sorts of records. You know, I can see why he kind of wants to parlay and and, uh, keep the magic going on the ice, you know. And if you think and you take a look at Alex Ovechkin's career, would Alex Ovechkin be the player he is today? Would he have scored the amount of goals he would have if it wasn't for Nick Backstrom dishing him those passes? And I know that now oftentimes they don't play on the same line together. Nick Backstrom is oftentimes on the second line and Kuzi's on the first line. But for a lion's share of their careers combined, they played on the same line together. And for a lot of it, it was Backstrom dishing Ovechkin those really great passes from the left circle, his office. And, uh, you know, so you got to kind of think of it in those terms and you got to think about it from Alex Ovechkin's, um, perspective as well, because I know that, like I say, oftentimes they don't play on the same line together, but when they're looking for that goal scoring touch, that is what they do. They put them on the line together. Sometimes Peter Laviolette will shake up the lines a little bit and all of a sudden you'll see Backstrom and Ovi out there again. And, and oftentimes it leads to great success. So, I mean, I, there's a lot of things that play there and, you know, you got to think that, you know, to a certain extent, Alex Ovechkin is really kind of pulling for um, Ovechkin as well. Not just because he's a player, but those two are great friends. Um, yes, I have been. I had a regular hip operation eight years ago and then felt fine for a few years. But after that, it just got worse and worse. I've had problems for years. It is difficult to describe the feeling. It stings. I have had difficulty walking. And, uh, you know, just the issues that goes or uh, goes on with that. It's no fun walking around in pain. I've been limping the hall and even skating has been a little easier than walking. Um, you know, and that, that's a good thing. Those are good signs of progress that he is, you know, actually starting to, to think about, uh, skating and feeling uh, better. Um, my hip ball was uneven, so it laid and it rubbed, so it hurt. Now the hip ball is cut in half, and I have like a metal shell around it. It becomes like a protection in the notch. It feels very good now. Then we'll see how it feels when the game is at its most intense this winter. I'm optimistic for the first time in a few years. And I mean, to a certain extent, that's all he can be is optimistic. You know, he went out and he did, you know, the thing that was best for him. Um, because I mean, he, even if he hung up the skates today, I mean, he can't live his life, you know, with that kind of nagging injury going forward, he has to live his day-to-day life after hockey. And, uh, I mean, I'm, it's good for him to, that he addressed it while he did. Backstrom has been thinking a lot about his life after his playing career, but 
of his new life includes investment business with his fellow Swedish hockey great Peter Forsberg. Hockey has been everything to me for 33 to 35 years. I have it in the back of my mind. I know that day will come. It feels um, it feels unfunny that there will come a day when I can't play anymore. At the same time, you have to be realistic. This cannot go on forever. Backstrom and Forsberg have been starting their business together with a third family in Yuma, which has long been in the real estate industry. The two hockey stars entered a completely new world and they have been invested several million in real estate. Together, we have over 2,000 apartments, mainly in Yumea, but also some in Gaval. I find this industry very interesting, said Backstrom. The Capitals are expected to open training camp around the third week of September with opening night set for October 12th against the Boston Bruins at Capital One Arena. It's extremely unlikely Backstrom will see the Capitals lineup anytime soon, but don't count him out just yet. Um, so obviously he is not going to make the opening night roster. When can we expect to see Nick Backstrom back? It seems in those articles there that he is not so sure. I think it's going to be a wait and see thing. For me, my best case scenario for Nick Backstrom is that, you know, maybe he will see the last, you know, two to three months of the season at best. But I think in his case uh, in particular, it's not something that you want to to rush coming back to. I think it's something that, you know, you want to take your time. You went out and got this procedure done. You don't want to risk it coming back too early uh, and just kind of exacerbate and make the situation worse. All right. After the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Nick Backstrom and some of the skaters that are already showing up uh, playing in Washington. We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about Nick Backstrom, and in this episode, we've talked about the procedure that he had done, and it seems like he is on the road to recovery. Um, but when can we expect to see him back? It seems like there's not a lot that is known as of yet, um, but someone, some promising news out there. Another player that had faced some injury is Carl Hagelin heading into training camp. The Washington Capitals are seeing quite a few headlines surrounding their roster player and up and comers uh, after a busy weekend. Carl Hagelin is back on the ice and all the while Nick Backstrom has the hip resurfacing su surgery done. So, it's just a promising sign that you're starting to see some of these players come back and Carl Hagelin is another one of the players that suffered you know, kind of just one of those fluke injuries. And, uh, you know, after he had that injury, he said that he lost a good portion of his vision in that eye. And um, is it what, what is the outcome for him? What is the long-term projection for Carl Hagelin? I know they've talked about having Axel Janssen Fialbi fill his position, um, but ultimately who is going to fill in there? Um, you know, it would be nice, I guess, if you could have Carl Hagelin come back, because if you looked at that fourth line last season, they had some pretty good uh, chemistry there between Dowd and Hathaway. Um, so it would just make sense to put them together. But I mean, the thing of it is in, in Hagelin's situation is kind of like the Backstrom thing is that you don't want to rush it. If you're not uh, playing at a hundred percent, then maybe you shouldn't be playing, you know, and I don't know, I guess that's up to, to Carl and that's up to the medical staff to determine, you know, is he in fact ready to come back? Is he NHL ready? Uh, because, you know, this team is in win now mode. 
And uh, you're starting to see the effects of aging on this Rock the Red era, if you will. If you take a look at Lars Eller, his production has gone down. You see Nick Backstrom suffering a major injury. Um, you know, you take a look at even Tom Wilson, which isn't something necessarily age related, but you know, this core, this nucleus of players, while they've had some great success going forward, you're going to have to slowly start to integrate some of these players. You know, I think that the Capitals obviously would like to have Carl, you know, on the team playing, but if he is not ready, we have to plan for the next one. Is it going to be Fialbi out there? Um, you all take a look at the defense out there. Who is it going to be out there? Um, there's just so many, is it going to be Alexiev? Is he finally going to get, get his um, shot out there? Who is is going to make this big team? Because there are a lot of young players on this team that uh, they're pushing and they're trying to make their way onto the team. And um, you take a look at Faravari, who had great success. Faravari, who was patient, you know, that was, you know, it was his job. And then all of a sudden Chara came and he got pushed off a year. But Faravari, you know, he had the foresight and the common sense to go, you want to know something? I'm just going to be patient because Char is an older guy. And guess what? After one year, he moved on. And now Faravari is doing a really uh, great uh, job uh, on the team. And then you take a look at another person like Lucas Johansson. Is it going to be his year? Um, so, that, that you know, what I've talked about in this podcast over the summer is that it's going to be interesting to see who cracks the opening night roster. Uh, because there are, you know, there's a lot of players that are trying to push for those jobs. I know that Brian McClellan went out there and he signed some big players. He signed the Dylan Strom for Backstrom. He signed Connor Brown for Tom Wilson, uh, Gustafson, uh, Gabriel uh, Carlson, you know, so to see where all these players fit on this team, I think that, you know, if you even take a look at football, for example, and sometimes you take a look at, you know, in, in this preseason football, well, three or four guys have already been injured. So when you take a look at what Brian McClellan did by stockpiling a lot of these players, some of these depth players, you're like, well, why did he sign a Gabriel Carlson? Why did he do this? Why did he do that? Well, take a look at the injuries, the rigors of playing in the National Hockey League. Take a look at what could possibly happen with COVID. I know that COVID is kind of waning uh, in the summer here as we head into the fall, but it always seems like that has a big uptick in the uh, in the fall and winter months. So, I mean, there could be COVID protocols going on. So it's good that the Capitals have that depth uh, in-house so they, that they can kind of face that kind of adversity. So if there is a player that is injured, you know, I hate to say maybe a substantial injury, that they have someone that's going to be depth on the Capitals or perhaps down in Hershey so that they could just call someone up. Um, and I think that, you know, Brian McClellan did the right thing. He went out and he signed the big players out there um, to help address the situation because we know that Tom Wilson is not going to be um, injured all year. But, it, you know, it's good to have, you know, we can find a spot for Dylan Strom or, excuse me, Connor Brown on this team even after uh, Tom Wilson comes back. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. My name is Dan Homie. You're listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you again next time.